Hey everyone, welcome back to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. I'm Kevin Cornell, TuneCore's content editor and your host this week. Today, I'm excited to be chatting with TuneCore's CEO, Scott Ackerman. Scott's been with TuneCore since 2010, serving as VP of Customer Care, Chief Operating Officer, President, and as of 2014, CEO. Needless to say, Scott's been around TuneCore throughout its evolution and has helped shape our path and mission over the past decade. Scott, thanks for hanging out in the podcast today. Hi, Kevin. Uh, it's great to be here. Cool. So, uh, you know, we're at the end of the year and the, actually at the end of the decade. And as it's coming to an end, we wanted to take some time just to kind of look back on 2019 and just sort of chat about the state of TuneCore uh, and sort of wrap it up in style. So uh, we're happy to have Scott here to talk about some of these things. And uh, without further ado, I'll just sort of jump into, you know, some of the awesome stuff we've done in uh, 2019. So uh, it came quick. But we did have a chance to uh, look back at some of the previous year's numbers at the beginning of the year uh, for TuneCore artists, and they were pretty impressive. Uh, whether it's streaming growth or genre popularity, uh, let's talk about some of the cool stats that we got to talk about in uh, 2018. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, right off the bat with genres, the interesting thing, uh, heavy metal uh, uh, increased 154%. So we brought a, a, on a lot of new uh, heavy metal artists. Uh, J-pop, 133%. R&B, 68%. K-pop was 58%. K-pop's huge. Yeah, it just continues to grow. Uh, world music was 57% increase. And instrumental actually increased 42%. So just huge growth. The, and the heavy metal one caught a lot of eyes in the industry when we released those numbers. And I think it's because, you know, heavy metal is just one of these niche genres. Uh, as popular as it is among its fans, among its core artists, uh, they don't tend to explore the streaming platforms as uh, leisurely, I guess, or as liberally as some of the other artists in, say, indie rock or hip-hop um, or K-pop, of course. Uh, so it's cool to see a lot of uh, more heavy metal artists internationally adopting the streaming platforms and you know, taking a chance with TuneCore. Absolutely. And we're glad to have them on board. And we saw tons of uh, streaming growth just across the world, too. I, I think we kind of, I mean, anyone could have seen that coming if you think about it year over year. New platforms, uh, just users adopting it, whether they're adopting mobile phones in a new way or uh, jumping onto new genres. But uh, let's talk about some of the countries, or, or rather territories and, and continents, where we saw some, some worldwide growth. Yeah, one of the most exciting is uh, Africa. Africa grew 146%. And, you know, we're marketing heavily in that area and trying to make uh, aware uh, of new content creators that TuneCore is available for them to get their music out. So we're really happy to help be part of that growth. Asia grew 52%. Oceania, 38%. Europe grew 35%. And South America grew 32%. Again, you know, just globally, uh, the streaming numbers continue to grow. Yeah, and that's awesome because, you know, since I've been here, I've just watched TuneCore uh, enter into some of these new territories, obviously the right way by partnering with the right platform. So to see them uh, continuing to grow and actually being able to put some numbers of that is really exciting as an employee, you know, as someone who gets to uh, pitch stuff out to the world for TuneCore artists. Uh, and, you know, I mean, specifically within some of those territories, uh, we talked about some countries. I think Morocco was really high. Yes, Morocco was a uh, 243% increase. Yeah, I mean, it's great that, uh, um, you know, artists in those territories uh, in Morocco are, are um, 
using uh, TuneCore uh, to help uh, grow their music. In South Africa, 125% increase. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can go down the list. Italy was 108% increase. India, 89%. Turkey, 81%. And, um, you know, basically everywhere, it just continues to grow. That's so awesome. It's, it's real think, exciting. You know, I like to think we're in the right, uh, we're in the right place. Uh, speaking of new growth in new territories, um, and as I kind of alluded to earlier about some of the new store partnerships, we had some real milestone partnerships with new stores and sharing platforms this year. Um, you know, obviously, we're always psyched to be on the cutting edge and helping artists reach more fans because that's what it's about. It's about discovery. Um, I can't preach that enough, and I always do on the blog, on the podcast. Uh, you know, getting out to new territories just equals more opportunity for discovery, even if you haven't, you know, been able to pack your bags and head to that country yet. Um, so 2019 was a big year for that. We had, we had a couple milestone stores that I wanted to get into with you, uh, starting with Music Island, uh, in, I, I believe it was May. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're always, as you know, Kevin, uh, trying to uh, add more digital stores. Uh, when we survey our customers, they tell us the number one reason they come to TuneCore is to get worldwide exposure, and we want to keep that going. Music Island was really exciting because... Uh, we partnered with a company that actually delivers to six individual uh, music platforms in Korea, so in South Korea. So, you know, we're able to, with one partner, be able to partner with many uh, digital stores to, to get the music out. Um, there's over 4 million subscribers in South Korea. Um, it's a rapidly growing market, and um, we're, we were really excited to uh, tell our artists that, that their music now is being heard in South Korea. It's awesome. It goes back to that K-pop stat we talked about earlier, and I think that's another underrated thing about the stores we offer um, that doesn't necessarily, necessarily excuse me, get discussed. Uh, you know, we have a whole page dedicated to all the stores we serve, but I think people overlook the fact that some of these quote unquote stores are actually aggregate partners that deliver to multiple streaming platforms in multiple territories and Music Island's an awesome example of that. And, and talk about a growing market, you know? And then uh, right after that, obviously a, a major one was Tencent. Yes, uh, that was a big one. You know, there's hundreds of millions of monthly active users in China. Uh, it services a healthy variety of territories throughout the country. Um, it's a big influential company. It's, it's growing. Uh, it's great to be partners with them and to get, uh, our music, uh, our, our customers music out in China. Yeah. And you know, Tencent was a name I think internally we always, we always knew about. So it's really exciting to partner with and, and, and honestly learn more about, I can, I can say personally, uh, learning about some of those different, uh, you know, whether it's urban, uh, towns and, and, and territories within China uh, or more rural ones that serve different platforms and have different demographics. It's really cool to see. I mean, it's not much different than anywhere else, I guess. But when you think about it, how spread out it is, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, as you know, Kevin, we've had many success stories with our artists that tell us, um, you know, in today's digital world, uh, your fan base may not and probably won't be in your backyard. And so uh, we've had a lot of artists that have found through our reporting as we continue to add digital stores that um, their fan base could be anywhere in the world. And as we continue to expand with more stores, it gives more opportunity for exposure. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, to close out the year, the big one, the ones artists were asking about, the ones managers were asking about, the one labels were asking about, TikTok. Yeah, it was great to get that in last month. I mean, you know, it's exploded in usage over 2018 to 2019. It's really the gateway for viral success. 
It's a new social-based way of discovery. It has massive reach. Um, and so we're just real excited that uh, it's it, we're, we're partners with them now and yeah. um, having uh, our artists have an opportunity to use TikTok. Yeah, and I think you know the most exciting thing about TikTok, whether you use it, whether you you know maybe use other forms of social media, it, it's almost impossible to avoid TikTok. Um, you know, you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, someone's sharing a funny TikTok at some point. Um, but what people don't really talk about, and what artists, you know, I, I think artists are keen to uh, be aware of, is the direct correlation from TikTok to streams on Spotify, streams on Apple Music, uh, downloads on iTunes and Amazon. You know, that's real money, uh, and obviously, while TikTok pays. Uh, when you can directly tie it to ticket sales and, and more streaming numbers, it's it's just a huge plus for artists. Absolutely. So if we shift gears a little bit and dive into uh, TuneCore's music publishing, um, you know we did have some cool updates in 2019. Uh, this year we parted with Centric Music to sort of better serve our songwriters and artists um, that rely on TuneCore as their publishing administrator. Um, let's just kind of talk about some of the cool updates that happened there because uh, this this happened in the spring and I I, I really do think it was a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Partnering with Centric uh, was was great for uh, for TuneCore and obviously for our artists. There's it's a much simpler composition registration process now. It's uh, faster royalty collections, uh, best in class global PRO collection, giving TuneCore artists and writers the same level of ser- service that's afforded to the biggest names in music. So easier splits to set up and manage. Um, it's just all around a, a great partnership, and um, we've seen some significant growth in uh, collections for our artists with this partnership. And that's so big, you know, because I think uh, the, when you consider the amount of artists that end up uh, on TuneCore's publishing and administration roster, you know, a lot of these artists jump into this or these songwriters jump into this not really even knowing the difference between a publishing administrator and a PRO or a collection society. Um, and, you know, it's fairly normal and that's what we try to do. We try to educate people here. We have some of the, uh, you know, some of the greatest minds in publishing, I like to think, here on TuneCore's team. Um, but regardless of how you shake it, it's a, it's a, t- it's a tough topic. Um, you know, even myself, I had to take classes in it just, and I still have questions for our team all the time. Um, but when you think about just even the fact that now they can get the same level of service and PRO collection uh, as pretty much anyone else, and that includes some of the biggest names, that's a really a big plus because um, I think for a long time, uh, you know, and I would defer maybe to, to a, an expert, but for a long time, my understanding, you know, collecting between societies can, can take a long time. It's, uh, it's like anything else, you know, they're mostly government funded. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that can fall through the cracks. And I think, uh, you know, I think worldwide we're making huge steps towards collecting more and making sure artists are getting paid and not leaving anything on the table. So it's cool to be a, a big part of that. Yeah. I, you know, we're, we're all have always been excited to offer this service. Every songwriter should register. Uh, there's money out there on the table. And, uh, now with centric, we're, able to collect it faster, uh, collect more worldwide. And so it's just a great deal for all of our artists. I'll tell you, it's one of the number one topics I get into outside of work. Uh, when I'm talking to artists, whether it's at a show, it's just friends out at the bar whatever. Um, when publishing comes up, I talk about TuneCore's publishing administration. I really do talk about the simplicity of it and, um, the value of it. And, and people are blown away. Um, TuneCore obviously made its presence known at a few major conferences and festivals this year, uh, specifically ones where we know, you know, independent artists really care about, uh, you know, where they're going to be, where they're on the ground, uh, where they're trying to do their own networking, where they're trying to empower their career a little bit further. Uh, Tell us about your experience at some of these this year. 
Well, they're always great. And the best part about events is spending time with our artists. And, you know, this year at South by Southwest, um, we really made an effort to get out onto the streets and talk to our artists, go to their showcases. Uh, we had gifts for our artists uh, as they were uh, as they were performing. But really, the, the, the best part for me was, um, you know, our uh, music made me mixer where we invited uh, all of our artists uh, to uh, have some drinks with us and have a good time. And um, it's really the, the, the favorite part for me because I get to meet a lot of our artists. We get to talk. Um, a lot of them uh, love to take pictures. So it's a lot of fun uh, uh, having photographs with them and just hearing the great stories of how we've been able to be partners with them and help them through their process. And so it's, uh, it's very special. You know, we did uh, at A3C, we did basically the same thing. We did have a booth this year uh, to help educate artists uh, about our platform and what we can do for them. It's still amazing to me how many artists come through uh, these conventions and conferences and still don't know about uh, TuneCore and uh, platforms that can help them distribute their music. So it's always great to educate them and see the look on their face when they uh, we tell them for $10 they can get a single out and their music's heard all over the world the next day. Um, that's very exciting. And then we did our mixer again in, in Atlanta. Um, you know, uh, it was great to... Uh, spend time with uh, the artists in the Atlanta community, um, hear the success stories that they've had. It's great to see them uh, happy and uh, thankful and grateful to be partners. And of course, I always spend more time thanking them. We're just always grateful for every customer that we have. And so it's a lot of fun. Um, but speaking of those two markets specifically, um Austin and Atlanta. Let's give a shout out to our awesome entertainment relations team for a second. Uh, regular listeners of the TuneCore Music Maybe podcast will certainly recognize some of the staff members. Uh, they're regularly serving up awesome interviews. Amy Lombardi, uh, John C. R. Reinecker, uh, Nathan Phillips, and, uh, and Aaron Frankenheimer. Uh, but, you know, unless you're in those markets, you know, you might have missed some of the incredible events that they're hosting on the ground throughout the year. Let's let's kind of talk about those. Yeah, this is very special to me um, because uh, this was something that um, we started about six years ago. We started in Nashville uh, by hiring Shelby Kennedy and then, you know, obviously grew that. Um, we're continuing to grow that. It's a great team. Um, very strong um, great backgrounds in the music industry. And they've all gone out into the community uh, in each area that we're in and have done some amazing things. You know, one of the things I'm very proud about is uh, Lunch Corps. Um, actually, Shelby started that in Nashville and they, they all do it. Um, they invite the music industry experts to come together once a month. Um, sometimes it's a brown bag lunch. Sometimes they go to a restaurant. I mean, one time I think Aaron told me in New Orleans, they had over 60 people show up. Uh, there's great stories about how people in the music industry that are a mile away from each other hadn't met until lunch core. That's awesome. And it's a great time to discuss, uh, 
the future and what we all can do to help artists continue to grow their business. You know, they also have artist consultations once a month where they um, bring in some experts uh, to help artists. Uh, education is always top of mind for us, whether it's on the website or in our communities. We're out there every day helping educate artists how to get their music up, how to grow their fan base, and, you know, how to, how to continue to work towards success. And um, they have open houses. John Sierra sometimes has uh, some artists come and play in the office. And so, you know, we're just connecting the communities uh, with artists and music experts and helping to grow the awareness of TuneCore, but also helping artists uh, wherever their needs are. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, LunchCore is another thing. I mean, how many companies are doing that? You know, getting people in a room together and saying, all right, how can we all work together to better help our scene? Um, But as we, you know, sort of come to a close here, you know, looking into the new decade uh, without sharing too much, of course, you know, we don't want to give away any secrets. uh, What are you most excited about for TuneCore and our artist community in uh, 2020? Well, I think, you know, it's just continuing to stay focused on um, adding more digital stores globally. We have a big plan to add a lot of new stores next year in a lot of territories. Again, you know, it's important for artists because you never know where their fan base is going to be. And we need to make sure uh, TuneCore artist music is heard everywhere in the world in every corner. So that's always at the forefront. Education is extremely important. We're going to continue to do more of the podcasts and the things that, that you're working on with the teams to help uh, and, and, and through our blog to uh, keep artists aware of the new trends that are going on. Um, but, but what's real exciting is, you know, without letting too much out of the bag, we're really going to focus on upgrading our TuneCore social tool. Uh, we have some neat new features coming out in the first quarter of 2020 that'll help artists grow their fans, give them better statistics, and really um, have a one-stop shop by using the TuneCore social tool to grow their business. So we're really excited about that. And then, you know, we're going to continue to look and see where uh, TuneCore.com is available for everybody in the world. But as you know, we have local websites uh, with local content, and we're going to continue to explore, um, especially in the emerging markets, uh, where, where we need to be uh, with an individual website with local content. Awesome. All exciting stuff. Um, well, you know, I appreciate you jumping onto the podcast and hanging out today and uh, connecting with our, our uh, loyal listeners. Uh, and of course, all the artists that get to hear this as they wrap up their year and get heading into the new year and celebrating the holidays. Uh, we obviously wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, so to everyone out there listening, thank you for joining us. Uh, and of course, thank you, Scott, for joining me today on the Music Made Me podcast. Uh, to all of our listeners, again, we do hope that you have a great end of the year and you enjoy your holidays. And we're looking forward to seeing you back in 2020. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. And to all of our TuneCore fans out there, happy holidays and uh, look forward to working with you next year. All right, guys. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast. The opinions expressed in this episode are those of the individuals talking and don't necessarily reflect the opinions of TuneCore. Check out TuneCore.com to help you distribute your music, register your original songs worldwide, and more. Connect with us on all social channels at TuneCore. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. 